and he was walking through an area and this woman started walking next to him. He was still a single man at the time, so he's like, hmm, all right. Um, then he looked down and she did not have feet. Hi, my name is Ut. My name is Raihan. My name is Wayne. My name is Kyle. And this is Tales from Incredible Tales. Together with some very special guests, we're taking a look back at Incredible Tales, a horror anthology that aired on Channel 5 from 2004 to 2017. We will also be asking our guests on their very own scary stories. Ut the host of Incredible Tales throughout its 13 years is back with us again. Hi, Art. Hi, Hi, guys. I love the intro. The intro has been such a classic when I see people <laughs> like on the streets and everything like, hi, my name is... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You, you started a trend. You started, I, yeah. you started a trend. <laughs> I still remember when we first met you, we were like, Come on, could, could you say it? Say it just say it. Come say on, it. say it for me, just once. We, we don't want to be weird, but just say it for us. <laughs> Did you come up with it? Like the, hi, my name is Art. No, that was actually written in. And I remember the first time I did it, um, I said it lightly, like, hi, my name's Art. And they're like, no, we got, you have to change the tone. We have to set the tone mm. differently. So yeah, then we kind of worked with it. And then that's how it became the way it did. Yeah. It's very like, you know, straightforward. And it did set the tone for the whole entire season and the seasons. After, right after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were just talking about how like Incredible Tales has its own Wikipedia page. Maybe that should be like a subsection. The, right. greeting. <laughs> the greeting. <laughs> the greeting and the music. Yeah. Yo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Speaking of which, <laughs> in every episode of Tales for Incredible Tales, we will explore a different theme and how it ties to some of the classic Incredible Tales episodes. Now for this episode, we're looking at ghost stories from the past. This episode's theme was inspired by Old Well from season one and Misfortune from season two. In Old Well, an old kampong in Mandai has long disappeared, but for an old well that nobody uses. But a secret tale that surrounds the well holds a family tragedy that has been long forgiven. In Misfortune, we travel back to 1953 and recount the story of three women, a prostitute and her two mama sons, who are savagely butchered by an unknown assailant with a kitchen knife. Wow, your face wow. convinced me. Was, yeah. There's so many nicer ways you could have said <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's specifically written to have like sort of like a comedic tone. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. so it makes it even more classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the 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 whale one was also quite funny. Yeah, like I said, you're gonna yeah. jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was exactly. add to like to yeah. balance the tone. Kind of yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. it was, and I I think they they really like to hell back on the horror because they could have easily given her like really, you know, the rotten makeup because yeah. like it, it's the shroud thing, right? That, yes. That, that they are buried in. So it would have looked more like a pachong. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But they, they went chill lah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. kids watching. I, yeah, I mean, I was watching it and I was really scared at the point of time. <laughs> I was sharing with you guys how um we would air at 10 or after mm, 10 yes. because yeah. uh we didn't, want children to get scared. Yeah. But it turns out that a lot of times when I would meet people, they would be watching it as a family. The whole yeah. family would be watching yeah. it. <laughs> the kids, the parents, and even the grandparents. Yeah. yeah. Nice, wholesome family yeah. activity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching it on Thursday nights, I think, between me and my sister only. And we were mm. like eight or nine. 
And I remember wow. there was one time where we were watching and uh, in, in my parents' place, the, the, the TV was actually facing the main door. Right. So it was 10 p.m. We switched off all the lights. Uh, uh. I mean, my parents uh, sleep already. Yeah. Me and my sister, they, they didn't really care that we watched a horror show. So we just sat there. And just nice, there was someone knocking on the door at the very crucial Ooh. part of the episode. Like, tuk, tuk, tuk. <laughs> and we were like, we freaked out. It's like, it goes, goes, goes. <laughs> and as a kid, I was very timid. My sister was a much uh, braver person. Then uh, she, I told her, hey, you go and open the door, eh? please. Go and open the door. <laughs> <laughs> open the door. Turns out someone was selling like uh, Yakult or something, like at, detergent. Wait, but at 10? At 10? At 10. Yeah. It's our auntie. No, no, but the auntie, we've seen her around. Okay. okay. <laughs> sure. She's just hustling. But it was it was creepy like, because we, we did a pause. Like, and, and the TV was still running because not Netflix, right? right? You, yeah. you can't pause like live TV <laughs> back then. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like still playing. There was like, should we open it or not? Let's say you open it, open it. <laughs> <laughs> Very close call, huh? Yeah, close <laughs> At call, least there's someone call, you know. Yeah. Right, so speaking of the episode, so in Miss Fortune, uh, the fortune telling plays a huge part of it. So do you believe in fortune telling? I feel with fortune telling, you need to take it with like a pinch of salt. Like, mm. you know, basically it what you can use for it from it in order to like um, better yourself or where you're going to move forward. I think that's mm. okay. But I think when you rely on it, mm. because it, yeah. it's relying on hope. Yeah. And it's like, mm. I, 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 I'm a firm believer that everything is destined by you where you're going to go with yourself. But yeah. Yeah. if it's going to kind of give you uh, that that added guidance, then it's okay. But when you rely on it, I think it just puts you in a whole different place. I, I know of some friends who, who are in the business of like fortune telling yeah. and they're, they're like, some people can't take it. They say, mm. if I tell you something about you, you won't be able to take it. Yeah. So I would rather not tell you because mm. yes. it's a psychological thing because you will be become a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is fortune telling based on feng shui of the person? Uh, it's a gifted individual. It's either uh, through like the tellings of higher power or like some there's some like some calculation based on your your uh birth birth time and birth date. Right. Yeah, at, at least that's for the Chinese ones. La. Yeah, I mean there's different forms of fortune telling. It's like what Kyle said, some of them are based on like the calculations, the astrology, mm. um, and there's different types of astrology, Chinese astrology and then the international astrology. Yeah. And then there's the ones where it's like a higher power mm. where you know a deity comes, you know, you're linked to a deity. Mm. And then it can be quite subjective because as as in all things in the world, like there are people who are faking it. Yeah. So you don't know whether or not they're really telling the yeah. truth or not. Yeah. It's very psychological. The thing is like, if yeah. you're a fortune teller mm. and you, um, you're you using the tarot cards or the calculations enough times, then you're going to be able to tell, you yeah. know, yeah. tell a person like, you know, what their personality is, what their problems might be. Yeah, yeah. But for that person, it's like, oh my gosh, they know me. Yeah. But it's like, no, they kind of know you through their experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like mentalist, right? It's like behavioral science, right? Yes. So yeah. they read your your behavioral and then they met so many people so they kind of know yeah. like how you will react. Then they will tweak it. La. Not saying it's fake, but like they will tweak it based on based on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it applies across all different forms of like, I guess. As long as you take it, but you don't, you don't have it just running in your oh, yeah. mind. Obsessed, over, right? Yeah. 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 My mom actually went to see a fortune teller when I was 16, 15, mm -hmm. 16. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I ended up in Asia. So um, apparently she went to see a monk who can see the future. So I, that's not, I don't know if you would 
claim that yeah. as a fortune teller, but he had told her that she needed to get me out of where I was born, right. anywhere in the world, but where her, um, if it was her motherland, it would be even better. Oh, wow. And then that my fortunes, my fortune will change, wow. that I will become famous. Mm. Wow. I, I guess it came very specific. Yeah. That's very specific. Yeah. yeah, she didn't tell me that at the time. Yeah. yeah, she told like I mean, but she told everyone else, like all the relatives or anything. Wow. that you know, like oh, there was like it was bad. If I had stayed, um, it would would have been bad fortune for me to be um, in the U.S. Uh, so like she had to change the environment for me. Oh, wow. But if I, I think it was like if, but if you bring him back to your homeland, um, his fortune's going to bring him like accelerate him like um, into the industry. Like with fame, she didn't say industry, she said fame. Mm, yeah, wow, so she didn't, wow. she didn't understand what, like, what oh. they meant by fame. Okay, so there's a real classic feel to the All Well episode that we yeah. saw. Like mm. it's taken straight from the films, um, from the middle of the 20th century. So how do you think horror stories in film and television have changed since then? I think there's a mix. I mean, you have, you still have um, the old school way of telling the horror stories. Mm. And then you have the new ways, um, which is with the times. I, I think like we were talking about the medium, mm. um, how it's told in such a, in a documentary way. And I think nowadays, like if it's like kind of because we're like in the social media age. So mm -hmm. if it's told in like, in a way that um, connects to the newer generation, then they kind of yeah. connect to it yeah. better. So, um, as with all things, things kind of start to adapt. So I think that's how ghost stories are told now. But then you can't take away like the classic ghost stories. They'll yeah. always yeah. be classic. Yeah. You'll yeah. always go back to them. Yeah. That's why like the Exorcist or mm. those uh, Friday the 13th, like, yeah. they'll always be classic. Yeah, yeah. I agree on that. Yeah. It's like how in the Malay culture, cut B. Mm. It's still there all the way from yeah. years back. Oh, yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. The, the Rose recent adaptation was Revenge of a Pontiana, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's basically the, the, the Dracula of yes. Southeast Asia, right? Yeah. I think for Thailand, um, the version of ours would be the Nanak. Yeah. Or yeah. Nanak. Nanak. Yeah. So there's been different versions. Yeah. But like it, it's, it holds true to the core story, yeah. which I'm sure is the same. Yeah. Um, but the way um, it's presented gets presented in a more modern way each yeah. time. Yeah. Because I think the the last one that they did a take on Menak, it was there was it was there was some comedic. Yeah. Um, elements to it along with the horror part of it. Mm. So that would answer your question how things have like, you know, changed between like, you know, with the storytelling. Yes. And I think the storytelling, it comes from the same foundation, but they kind of adapt it to the mm, new generation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So at, at this point of time, we've seen you film in various places, city, forests, um, jungles, alleys and all that. Which type of setting was your favorite so far? I don't think I have a favorite. Um, I. I felt like I was on an adventure each time we oh. went to shoot. Um, an, an extension of like me getting to explore Singapore. Yeah. So, you know, being in these different places. I think um, we were mentioning about um, the uh, the Mandai uh, Kapong, right? Yeah. And I look back and I'm so fortunate to be able to have gone to these different places that don't exist anymore. Mm, yeah. So um, I would say just overall I had like 
I enjoyed being everywhere, like at yeah. the flats. Because I think in the beginning, because I, when I first moved to Singapore, I, I didn't know the heartlands because yeah. I lived in the city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was in the condo. So when I started to shoot Incredible Tales, it brought me into the heartland. I started to see like the flats and how people live and then also being in the city and then in the forest. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I realized that like Singapore is not just Orchard Road. It's not yeah. just yeah. chopping. It's like there's a whole like there's it's 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 quite big. Yeah. As compared to what tourists believe Singapore to be. It's small, but it's bigger than for someone who's not Singaporean. Yeah. So so you mentioned that you you actually visited uh, the kampong. So when you were shooting your hosting links for the well episode, Mm. was it in an actual kampong in Singapore? Yes. I'm not sure where, but I remember vividly back in the day that kampong still exists, but they Mm. were smaller, you know, they were rare. Yeah. We have one in Bangkok still. We do, yeah. Was it the Bangkok one? I think so. Mm. Right. So this question is for everyone. Did your parents or grandparents share with you their ghost stories? And what are they? And do they still scare you until today? My grandma didn't really share anything. But after she passed away, I mean, she came to visit me. I mean, that's... Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It, it took me a second to like uh, okay. real, to process re- what you were saying. <laughs> realize, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like was, you said that a little bit too casually. <laughs> okay, so your grandma visited you right after she passed away or? Yeah, she did. Yeah, my grandma's really, um, she's very, like very kampong. Like, mm. you know, she was a street hawker. Um, she's very, uh, like a dirty grandma. She has a lot of sexual jokes and everything. <laughs> I'm like, how do I say this in a way that gives, you know, gives honor to her? But, you know, but um, she was a really funny grandma. Mm. Um, very, yeah, dirty in a good way. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, anyways, like, so that's how she came to visit me. Like, basically, she just like threw a lot of jokes at me and everything. And then oh. basically, she's like, because she was like nine, she was like, I think a a hundred already. Wow. So like the way she came to visit me was like, hey, I'm okay. I live my full life. So now it's like later bitches. Yeah. yeah. No, literally that's what she said in Thai. Oh, like, you know, oh I'm, my God. I'm like, I'm going, I'm not looking back. You're on your own now. That's really sweet. Wow. Yeah, it was really, sweet. It's really, really sweet. sweet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. La, I I try to I try to stick to the kampong team. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can see you going through the roller decks. Of yeah, like I have like the roller decks of uh, <laughs> ghost stories. So, so okay, my father's side uh, is Chinese. So my grandfather is actually uh, from uh, Fujian, China. Mm. So when they moved to Singapore for the first time and you know married my grandmother, they they, they lived in the kampong-ish area in I think Dakota. And their house was a rental, a rental house. And it was very old. And they were facing uh, a forest. They were surrounded by forest. And I heard from my dad that uh, there used to be spirits living in the house. So it's a two-story uh, kind of kampong-ish house. It's, mm. it's all made of wood. And uh, my great-grandmother would stay uh, in the first floor because she was bedridden. And the first floor is where the kitchen is at with the living room. It's mm. a very small one. And then the rest of the family will stay in the second floor. Then, uh, and it was a big family. So there were like five, six of them staying together, siblings, and then uh, my uh, grandparents. So every night, right, uh, the the my great-grandmother, because she, at that point she was like already 
a bit uh, bedridden and almost on the way towards the end of her life. La. So she was yell out names of uh, deceased relatives. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. She could see them. Yeah, and she was staying alone at, at the first floor. Yeah. Then uh, sometimes my dad and my uncles and my aunties, they will hear people climbing up the stairs in the middle of the night. And you always freak them out. So you will go like this. Okay. And then before you reach the last step, and then you go down. Yeah. So so there's a couple of theories. La. One of the theories is that it's one of the deceased relatives. Mm. And another theory is uh, it could be a deity uh, because uh, my, my grandparents are very devote uh, to the religion. La. So mm. it could be the deity. Uh, but my uncle did say that it's more likely to be the spirits from the underworld right. coming to visit uh, my great-grandmother. Mm. And some of them heard chains. Oh, Because wow. it's the chains from the under, underworld to pull the spirits. La. What about your favorite or, you know, your the ghost stories from the past that your parents or your grandparents- Kampong, Kampong. You? The Kampong, Kampong kind. I know I, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I definitely know Kampong. I, it, well, okay, it was it was always around where my parents used to, to stay. My parents both stayed in the same neighborhood. My I think it was my mom's, no, my dad's father, who who he never outwardly said that he had the third eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and he would never tell his kids, oh, I see this, I see that. But he always stood on guard at the house to make sure his family was home safe every night. And my the, the way my dad used to describe it was he he had this look in his eye where you could kind of tell he wasn't, it, it wasn't a case of, oh, I hope nobody comes and robs our place. It was a case of something else. Like he was always looking for something else out there. And it will always reach a certain point in the night where he just decided, okay, I, I think we're safe. Um, my family's all here. Everybody's in the house and we'll just you know, we'll, we'll call it a night. Um, but yeah, the, the, <laughs> the one story from the area that I do remember my dad telling me was his own encounter with Kapi. Mm. And he was, he was coming back late, which is precisely what his dad told him not to do, come back late. <laughs> but of course he didn't listen. Uh, so he's coming back late and he was walking. I, I will say it's along like Serangoon Road. Um, at some point he was walking and it was a very dark and creepy area. And I can say this with full confidence because even now when I pass by the area, it's still, even with the streetlights, it is dark and it is creepy. They've like got in more than enough streetlights there, but it's still for some reason just very dark at night. Um, and he was walking through an area and this woman started walking next to him. And he thought, oh, okay. He was still a single man at the time. So he's like, hmm, all right. Um, then he looked down and she did not have feet. She oh. was just floating next to him. It, here's my, I don't know how he, I don't know whether he's exaggerating this because my dad has been known to exaggerate, but he claims that he kept his cool and just continued walking. He was very polite to her. Um, he was like, oh, good evening and everything like that. Cause she, she said hello to him. So he just responded, good evening. Um, and they just kept moving forward. And eventually he reached his, his house and he, he walked in and he turned around and there was nobody there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, 
I'm like speechless. Yeah, I wasn't expecting expecting that. That yeah, and I'm what's like in my head right now is like reenactments. Yeah, the yeah. future. Yeah. All these stories that yeah. we're sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's such a funny thing because like my dad never told this to us when we were kids, mm-hmm. and it's not something that ghost stories were never something that I bonded with. Like the closest thing, I'm not just saying this because of the show, but the closest thing me and my parents had to bonding over ghost stories was watching Incredible Tales. Mm. So it was, it, all of a sudden, I can't remember what prompted it. He went, oh yeah, I have a ghost story. And then he just oh. told me this. I was like, "Nice. where have you been keeping this for the last like 30 odd years? Because you never told me this before. I guess the Kampong vibes has definitely elevated. The, yeah. the, the ghost uh, stories around it. Yeah. Because my parents have never told me anything about uh, their experiences in terms of ghosts. Mm-hmm. But I've had experiences being chased or being talked to by a ghost Ayo. in oh Kampong. Ayo. So my father has a Kampong back in Malaysia mm. in a place called Pontian. Oh, sweet, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds a little familiar. And back then, um, the toilet. And the, the house is far apart. It's outside. Oh, you have to go out. Yeah. It's like about 40 meters away. Oh, no. So I was really still young. So he did told me this, that when you're at night, try to stay inside the house. Yeah. I need to go to the toilet at that point of time. Yeah. It was 12 a.m. Yeah. What a bad timing. So I left <laughs> to the house. I went alone because I was really desperate. And I went to the uh, cubicle there. Mm. It was just a really squarish cubicle mm. where you can yeah. enter. There's light on it so I can see the, the toilet. I wanted to enter and before right right before I enter, I heard a very nice female voice asking me in Malay, Adik, nak main sama-sama? Oh. Translation? And in English is, um, little boy, do you want to play with me? Oh. And at that point of time, I just stand there. I be right before I enter, I stand there. I look up, I look down, I look left, right. There was nobody. Uh, I hold my pee, I went back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I went back and my brother asked, oh, do you pee? No, there was somebody asking me if I want to play with her. <laughs> yeah. And then my father said, okay, never mind, you stay here. You're, you're much braver than I am. I would have peed myself. Yeah. <laughs> right on the spot. Yeah. Do you still, do, do you guys still have the house? Yes. So it's I like think, a holiday home? No, uh, it's my, um, uh, my, my aunt's place. Ah. Right, so we paid a visit at that point of time. Ah. But the house right now has a toilet inside the house. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. that's, oh. that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to go it's, through that again. Yeah. yeah. Right, if there's one specific, specific ghost story or the ghost itself that you're really scared of until today, what would it be? I think the one that stands out because we're, we're discussing it mm. um, is Manak for me. Um, not so much whether it freaks me out, but it's such a classic story because there's, there's a love story that's embedded in the, the tragedy of it being a horror. And I think that will forever be a tale that kind of resonates, um, for me personally, because there's, there's the tragedy in the ghost of Manak Mm. who is waiting for her husband to come back from war, Mm. but she's already dead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and his love for her, he sees her alive. Mm. Wow. Whereas like the whole entire Kampong and village knows that she's dead. Right. So um, I think just having that cross is like, you know, it's very tender, yet very, it, it is quite mm. scary too at the same time. I think a lot of people don't really, like to a lot of people, horror is just scares. But I think people don't realize how much emotion goes into these, yeah. these stories as well. And it's more than just, Horror. That's why we talk about like the comedic elements of it, but it's still very much a part of it. What about yourself, Carl? 
Uh, I would say classic, the classic uh, Pontianak. Because I've experienced it. I've not seen it, but I've experienced mm. it mm. quite a few times. The frangipani smell. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. so it's that smell that reminds you of her. And also the whole story of how it's also tragic. La. Yeah. Like how the, you know, the, the, the patriarchy of Asian culture uh, basically created this spirit, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think for me, it's definitely, yeah, Pontiac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's hard for me to to give a different answer for that as well because it's it, it she's so much a part of our culture. I, I talking about the Frenchy Penny as well. I, this suddenly made me realize that the first time I never encountered her, but I remember um, when I was a kid, the flat we were staying in was um, th- there was a neighborhood of flats, and then right next to it was like two lanes of of landed properties, and these landed properties aren't old or they weren't old at the time. They were like maybe built like 20 years ago. So it wasn't like, you know, rich history or anything like that. But there was a staircase that um, led from the landed properties up to where the flats were. And I remember passing by there with my mom and my dad and I think at least one of my siblings. And some, I can't remember who it was. Somebody said as we were walking past, can you smell those flowers? And my mom immediately went, shut up. Yeah. And I, I was very young at the time. I had no idea why it was bad to point out that you smelled flowers. Um, and it was only like years later that, that you know, we were recounting that story. I was like, oh, that flower specifically. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, for me, I think it's 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 the Pontiana. She's just, when I think of, at the very least, Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore, when I think of ghost stories or supernatural, that's the first one that always comes yeah, to mind. That's right. Yeah. As for myself, um, I'll give a different answer than Pontiana. It's mm. Penangal. Oh! Hitless. It, uh, basically, no, the bodiless. Yeah. Just the head floating around with the entrails. It's just one, um, is it tied to trees? I'm just curious because we have like um, a similar yeah. one in Thailand. Yeah, I, I know okay. the one. Yeah. But, so it's, it's, it's slightly different. Okay. Yeah. It's like but it's, the, it's, it's similar, like it has entrails mm. and yeah. it will fly around. It will fly around. So for me, that's creepier because I don't see a full body. Yeah. So then I see a head flying and with those things hanging on, yeah. right? So, and and in Malaysia's male films, they usually have it like, you know, if you open your window, because this would need some space to come in, <laughs> the head would just enter effortlessly. Yeah. So that scares me. Very, very compact and very... <laughs> and, and also like, uh, it's a matter of like laundry, right? because like, <laughs> no, no, the, the, the legend goes, right? Oh, the, right. The, okay. the blood of the angel oh, on right. your, yeah, your yeah, clothes, yeah. right? You will get cursed. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were saying that her laundry is like a mess because of all. Oh no, no. Then you can't do laundry at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes you what? just got to. I thought the laundry at night thing was Pontiana, right? No. Oh. Okay. Uh, actually, a lot of manners of ghosts. Yeah, actually, in, even until today, my parents still say don't don't hang laundry at night. Yeah. That's that's just good advice, lah. Yeah. <laughs> the wind blow, then your laundry gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> all right, we're coming to the close on this episode. And you know what that means. Um, it's time for our morbid fact of the day. This doesn't have to be about ghosts. It could be about anything. Uh, you've got one as well, but yes. let's, let's hear Kyle's first. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll save yours for like, like you know, the, the grand finale. Um, Kyle, what's our morbid fact for today? Okay, so this one also uh, Japanese. During the Japanese occupation of Singapore, apparently la, 
severed heads of spies and criminals were hung around Anderson Bridge by soldiers as a deterrent. <laughs> Anderson Bridge? I, I, I mean, I, Anderson Bridge. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I hope people are watching this and not just listening to it because the reactions on your faces. Mine's excitement. Yeah. Like, okay, I, like, I got head there right after this, like, <laughs> this session. Yeah. yeah, no, no, because uh, uh, I would imagine that as a deterrent. Yeah. Because they, 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 I think they did uh, public execution as well. So it, it's not that far lah. For them to do yeah. this kind of atrocity, yeah. I'm no longer gonna look at bridge the same way. <laughs> Have you not heard about the the bridge? Oh my god! Bridge, bridge. <laughs> the, the, no, all the bridges. No. So the there's um there's an urban legend in Singapore. Uh, back in the day when they wanted to build bridges and they were afraid that the the bridge would collapse, they did a ritual where they kidnapped uh young children, chopped off their heads, and put it in the pillars of the bridges to appease a form of a bridge guardian. Mm-hmm. It is a noble legend. La. Yeah. So is it Charles stuck in a bridge right now? Charles hid. Oh, several. It, several. It's several. like the, it's their spirits. Yeah. yeah. To hold a bridge. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really messed up. And I heard it from my grandmother. That's the thing. Oh. Yeah. She told me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's, mine's actually a segue from what Kyle just shared oh, right wonderful. now. So um, similar to the bridge, um, urban legend in Thailand, but I think it it's probably true. Mm. So a lot of like the pillars that you see, like more more of the Grand Palace, or mm. like if you go out to uh, outside the Bangkok, the ancient cities, the pillars. Yeah. So there would be, I don't know the exact um, exact theme behind it, but there would be the bomo or mm. uh, you know, or the priests or the monks or whatnot, they would not come up with things. So let's say if they're, uh, they need to uh, signify karma, winning, rich. So you have to go out to find the, um, these letters. So winning, Wayne, mm. karma, Kyle, mm. rich, you know, Raihan. Then they would just, you would have to basically give your life up. Mm. And then what they would do, but, but there'd be more to it, you know, they right. have jewelry, they will have like, you know, pigs and cows and whatnot. And uh, they would just throw you in alive oh. before oh. they do up the pillar because they need your restless spirits oh in God. order to protect the grounds. Oh, oh, oh my. Oh my God. Isn't that a good segue from- Yeah, that's, 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 ex- segue. that's extremely morbid, but, but like, like, is it a thing? Is it real? Or is it just an urban legend? <laughs> it's an urban legend. Oh. All right. So thank you so much, Art. Thanks, Art. Thanks, Art. Thanks, Great Ad. episode. Thanks, guys. And thank you all of you out there for tuning in to Tales from Incredible Tales. New episodes go up on every Thursday evening on YouTube and MeWatch, as well as on podcast platforms such as MeListen, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. My name is Art. My name is Wayne. My name is Kyle. My name is Raihan. And we'll see you next time. Tales from Incredible Tales was hosted by Raihan Yaakob, Wayne Ray, and Carl Ong with special guest Art. Directed and produced by Carl Ong. Written by Wayne Ray. Assistant Director, Chin Sin Wei. Director of Photography, Sherwin Chua. Gaffer, Jonathan Chan. Art Director, Jolin Lim. Sound by Audrey Lee. Hair and Makeup by Bino Lim. Behind the Scenes Footage Shot by Bernard Lee. 
Production Assistant Jasmine Hain. Studio Support by Citrus. Post Production by Fudge. Motion Graphics by Jolin Lim. Special thanks to Danny Cordy from MediaCorp. Tales from Incredible Tales is a production of Hantu and MediaCorp. Follow the podcast on the MeListen app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Thank you for listening. <laughs>